Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my people over at Pine Cove Summer Camps. They have been supporting the Still Coloring Podcast. And I mean, these guys have been in business, y'all, for over 50 years. They have so much experience when it comes to camp ministry. And let me tell you this, I got super excited, like super excited, because they finally brought their overnight youth camp to Georgia, the Springs. Pine Cove Springs is for kids, um, I think like third through the ninth grade. And what's exciting about that for our family is that our daughter Dylan is officially in the third grade. She's eight years old. She's a spunky little strong-willed girl and she is officially going to summer camp this summer at Pine Cove Springs. We are beyond excited. We are such big fans of the camp. The truth is the reason why we're big fans is because I've got an extroverted daughter who loves Jesus and she needs more environments, more people around her that love Jesus too, that are fun and engaging and safe because y'all know we are all about safe places. And Pine Cove Camps offers really, really safe places. And then they have incredible counselors that aren't just like sitting on the sidelines being all weird, but they're engaging with the the campers. And I, I can't wait for Dylan to get back and be like, I have a new best friend. I have a new mentor. I have someone else in my life outside of you, mom, who's telling me that Christ is amazing. And that I'm amazing and that he loves me very, very much. And I want to invite you to start a brand new tradition for your own children or your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer. So all you got to do is just go to pinecove.com. You can use my special code. It's Tony250, T-O-N-I-250, for $250 off for first-time overnight youth camp registration for any of Pine Cove camp locations. I hope maybe, I don't know, that we'll see each other there and we'll get excited about our kids going to camp. Yeah. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, come on. It's Tony with the Still Coloring Podcast. We are officially in season three of the podcast. Becoming more whole is the theme. You know, I just believe that we won't be whole until we are with our maker in heaven, rejoicing in him. But while we're here on this earth, we can become more whole, a little bit more like Jesus, body, mind, and spirit. And y'all, for episode one, we got Priscilla Shire. And let me just tell you, I cried three times during this episode, three whole times. Why? Because Priscilla just is a Bible teacher. I mean, she articulates the word of God like nobody else. And she has impacted me and my life and my ministry from afar. She has shaped me in ways. I am loud, crazy and 100 percent myself. But also I love Jesus and his word uh, because of the way that she's modeled how much she loved Jesus and his word. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to maybe get your Bible out for this episode. Priscilla talks about scripture in such eloquent ways. I want you to write these scriptures down, go back, study them. Because if you actually want to become more whole, if you want to be more healed and more holy mind, body and spirit, you not only need a counselor or resources, you need the source. And Priscilla today is going to talk to us about our source. I really hope you enjoy it. Make sure you tell someone about the episode if you loved it, okay? Check it out. Okay, family, this is episode one of season three of the Still Coloring Podcast, and we have got the one and the only, okay? Texas all day. Two Texas girls, because it's about to get loud. Priscilla Shire in the building. Priscilla, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm so 
so grateful that you're here. I have to say this right here at the beginning. I've, I've had an encounter with you two times. One time was at the Dove Awards many, many years ago. And I was super scared and nervous. It was my first time being like at a Christian event. I had gone through a divorce. I'd processed through some, some trauma and mm. some abuse. And we were on the red carpet, me and my boo, Sam. And I was like, babe, that's Priscilla Shire right there, standing right there. He's like, go up to her say hi. I'm like, no, I'm not because I don't want it to be weird. And he yells, <laughs> my loud, crazy husband across the red carpet, Priscilla. I said, stop it, please. Leave me it. alone. I love it. Is it Priscilla? My wife want to meet you. I said, Jesus. And I just went up to you and you were so kind and grace-filled that we just yelled at you in the middle of this whole red carpet walk with so many things going on. Um, and then we, me and my husband, got to be a part of Overcomer, the movie, the launch in Atlanta. We got to emcee it. It was just great. And here's what I love so much about you, Priscilla, that you just probably don't know. There are a few people that my heart has allowed to influence and shape who I am because I, I come from so much abuse and so much pain and sexual it. trauma that you know you just kind of build up these walls right and so I'm like it's me yeah. and you Jesus all day and he's like you need people to glean from as well and so I remember being a youth pastor watching all your sermons and I was like this is it this is who I want to be she's funny she's telling stories she loves Jesus she knows the oh, word and so from afar you have shaped me in ways that I just I'm just so emotional about it. I truly am. So I'm Praise grateful for you. I'm so glad that that encourages me so it's much. Crazy. And it's it's a reminder like yeah. of the faithfulness of God mm -hmm. to use each of us to be encouraging each other yeah. in ways that we don't even know in different seasons of life that all of us are going through. And he just lets us just encourage each other and support each other in ways that we get to find out later on. So it's encouraging to hear this from you. I'm so glad. Um, it is very, very true. So we're, we're in this season right now, um, and we're talking about becoming more whole. When we polled our listeners, people are just so desperate right now to be healthy, right? Like they, they want to be in their right minds. <laughs> they want right. to be emotionally stable for their families, and they want to be holy. They want to pursue God. They want to have a healthy view of the church. As much discourse and anger and all the things that we've heard against the church, we also mm -hmm. have people that are like, I want to give the church a chance. Like, I want to try again. Yes. I want to come back, you know? And so I think it's, it's important that we have these conversations about what God says about being whole humans, um, what it means to be closely tethered to him because our wholeness is really found in him, um, what the mm -hmm. Bible says about it and how we can start to carry that out. And I just thought, well, I, I feel like I got the Bible teacher to come and talk about what it looks like <laughs> to be tethered to God in our wholeness and not reliant on ourselves for our wholeness. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. It's about to get real deep real fast because that's just what we do. Priscilla, okay. my first question to you is, what do you think is warring with our connection with God to be more whole people through him? What do you think wars up against that? Well, I think that there are many things. Yeah. Um, I think in our hustle and grind culture, one of the main, main things is busyness. Mm. That we tend to think we are being more effective mm. the busier that we are. But it can be like running on a treadmill where you are going fast and sweating, but you're <laughs> actually not making any progress oh, at goodness. all. Yep. You're just exhausting yourself. Yeah. And I think that if we aren't careful to counter that, in the cadence we choose with our life, mm. where we're not trying to earn the approval of impressing, you know, impressing people. We're not yeah. trying to appease a certain peer group. 
Um, we really are checking in and saying, okay, Lord, what do you have for me in this season? It's yeah. going to look different in another season, yep. but in this season, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do in terms of my relationship with you? And in terms of the priorities that you've centered in my life in this season, whether uh -huh. it's, you know, I have small kids in this season, or yeah. I'm a single woman in this season. And this entrepreneurial endeavor maybe is something that you've given me to center on. Mm -hmm. What is it that God's asked you to do in this season? And then you allow him to determine the pace with which you pursue mm. um, honoring him with this particular season of your life. Mm. That's going to be counterculture, which is just grind, hustle, <laughs> yeah. uh, come up with the next thing. And um, we're exhausting ourselves, mm. not just physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. All of that takes a beating when we haven't recalibrated to what God is asking of us. So how do we do that? Right. Like, how do we recalibrate? How do we stay closely tethered to him? Like, what does it actually look like practically to do that? Well, it looks like first and foremost, asking him pausing long enough, not even, not just in the course of a day, obviously having time to just be quiet before him, but also giving him margin in seasons of our life. So my mom used to talk about that so much. And now I totally get it. <laughs> she would talk about the seasons of a woman's life yeah. and that when you're in a certain season, um, you're pausing on a micro level where you're asking God throughout, throughout each day in the week, through his word, through his spirit to speak to you, guide you, all that. Yeah. But then in a season, you put that whole season before the Lord and say, okay, God, this is where you have me. This mm. is what my dynamic looks like. You knew before I got in this dynamic, this is what this was, <laughs> okay. was going to look like okay. with this particular spouse and all whatever their issues are that yep. I'm having to grapple with my kids. You knew these would be my kids and their personality, Ooh. my in-laws, my friendship circle, whatever. Yeah. You knew I was going to be here. So father, I'm asking you, whether it is through the confirmation of godly leadership in my mm. life or the merciful confirmation that he gives us through circumstances that begin to align, um, that look like yes. closed doors or open doors. Yeah. Father, I'm asking you that you would give me enough conviction by your spirit to know when to go and when to stop. But in this season, Father, I am pausing enough, Woo. long enough to wait until you help me to see through the rhythm of your grace, mm. what the cadence is supposed to be and what my priorities are supposed to be in this season. Oh so I think when we lay a season of our life before the Lord yeah. um, and ask him to give us those priorities so that they are heavy burdens for us, burdens, yeah. not in a negative sense, but there's a weightiness to them. Yeah, I know sure. I'm supposed to be devoting my time here mm. um, and the um, priorities of my allegiance are supposed to be devoted here in this season. Mm. He will honor us uh, by giving us that conviction, yeah. but I believe he will also give us godly people in our lives that will help us to see the things we need to shave off and the things we need to realign and recalibrate because they've walked through that season before and they can Woo. help us to see, hey, I've been there and done that. Let me help you to see how yep. you can get through this season successfully. You know, it's interesting. I, I want to break down that first part because that struck a little chord in me. I, I do feel like for many of us, especially in the healing journey, we are almost so in the weeds that we forget to come up a little bit higher and look at the season, right? Like we, right. we're in this moment, we're like, God, you're my daily bread. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm waking up. I'm trying to stay consistent in my, my prayer life. But I do think sometimes we, we get caught in the weeds. And I do feel like sometimes the enemy can make us feel like this season is the only season that we're in, that God's not going to transform it later on, right? Like we're just going to be in this forever. And we're like tilling and we're doing the best that we can. I love that you said, I just want the listener to catch this. I love that you said sometimes even in the daily walk with God, we got to come up a little bit higher. 
and see, mm -hmm. God, what are you trying to get me to learn in this season? That's not always going to be here, right? Like this season's going to end. I need to know. I'm trying That's to right. squeeze out the juices of this season before I get to my next. I love that. Yeah. And, and what that means oh, really is that we recalibrate our whole perspective and countenance to gratitude for the season we're in. Yes. We're constantly living at a pace that looks forward oh, and there's nothing that. wrong with ambition and there's nothing wrong with waiting for your change sure. to come and all that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But while you're at where you're at, mm. if the Lord has not allowed the winds of change to blow yet, Woo. that means he intends for you to be in that season. Right. But do know that the winds of change will blow. They will blow you into an entirely other season. And most of the time, it's when we get into the next season mm. that we look back on the one we just came out uh -huh. of and go, God, there <laughs> was some blessings there. There was some things I was supposed to learn there. Yeah. There was character who was building in me there. Yeah. All this stuff that sometimes we take for granted while we're in it. Cause you're mm. right. We're in the weeds. Life is hard, but if we change our perspective to, okay, Lord, you have me here for a reason. I want to be grateful while I'm in it. Give me supernatural contentment while I'm here Woo. and Lord help me get everything out of it that you have for me in here to receive from it. Hey fam, here's a really cool thing that maybe many of you don't know about me. I got my master's degree in biblical and theological studies from Denver Seminary. I, for real y'all, waddled myself across the stage at eight months pregnant with my son, Sammy, after three years of going deep into the scripture and understanding God's word even more. I remember when I decided to go to seminary and I had been in years and years of ministry and being a mom and all the other things. And I just felt the Lord say, hey, it's time to go deep, not wide with my word and with understanding who I am through my word. I love Denver Seminary, y'all. I mean, I'm like its biggest fan for real, because for more than 70 years, Denver has prepared and sent thousands of graduates into the world. They've equipped people. They've challenged people both personally and educationally. They have a heart for the gospel and devotion to scholarly excellence. Like I can personally say this is all so true. Denver Seminary's community is represented by more than 50 denominations, y'all. And it's uniquely known for demonstrating steadfast dedication to the unchanging foundations of biblical faith. They offer several fully accredited degree options to students who are fully online, or you can do some on-campus stuff or a blended delivery model. I mean, it's just really, really cool. And it's honestly only a snapshot of why so many people attend Denver Seminary. So here's what I want you to do. If you've ever thought about studying God's word more intently about going to seminary, I want you to head on over to denverseminary.edu slash coloring. All right, I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. denverseminary.edu slash coloring. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And of course, like DM me, send me an email, ask me any questions about seminary. I got you. So fun facts about me. There's two things I really do love in this world. And that's studying God's word and real cute jewelry. Okay. So one of our podcast sponsors, Dear Mushka, combines both of the things that I love. They combine God's word and really beautiful jewelry. And I actually got the opportunity to head to Tennessee and spend a few days with Dear Mushka's founder, Katie Lewis, my girl Katie. And she is just amazing, y'all. And I got some cutie jewelry that I've actually been wearing ever since I left her. Okay 
right? We're just going to be real about that. Here's what's amazing about the company. Each Dear Mushka piece is designed with meaning and purpose, and there's reflective scripture that's attached to each one, and they help equip you to teach other people about what the jewelry means. There's a corresponding verse card that you can carry around, like in your purse or your bathroom mirror or in your refrigerator. It's just beautiful also here's the really cool thing they put together these like care packages these gift boxes that you can design and specify to uh mother's day holiday or wedding baby shower teacher appreciation i mean all the things even specific things like adoptive and birth moms and encouraging women through infertility loss i mean they're just incredible so here's what i want you to do today head to dearmushka.com to see all the latest cutie designs and even some of the jewelry that i got so we can be twinsies and still coloring podcast listeners get a real special discount that's right use my discount code just tony my name t-o-n-i at the checkout to get 20 percent off your purchase let me know if you get some cute pieces i want to see all your pictures this is so this is like one of the most passionate podcasts. I, I feel like the listener is going to be like, I can see them. I can see the passion. I can feel it because it's I, I just think what we're saying is so important. And I want to like I just want to swim right here because I, I remember seasons where I was like, man, I was just in so much pain. All I could do is curl up in the ball. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't ask God. First of all, I asked God to give me the strength to get out of this season. I was like, you're going to have to come to scoop me up. I, I need to get out of here. Yeah. I'm running yeah. away from the refining. What we're saying is instead of running away from the season, maybe ask God to give you the strength to come up in the season and just look at it so that you know what God's doing or, or a little bit. I mean, he won't show us everything all the time, but that you at least can recognize why I'm in this, what God's maybe trying to do. Have peace in the pain. Woo. Absolutely. This is I preach completely for agree. Me. It kind of reminds me of um, Genesis. I believe it's mm, mm. I'm not going to remember One the exact the chapter, but. Jacob's traveling yeah. from Beersheba to Haran. And we, mm. this is this, this beautiful scene where he sees the ladder yeah. that is extended from the earth to the heavens with yeah. angels going up and down. So mm. he has this encounter with, with God that literally is going to change the course of his life. Mm. And there's this little caveat in that passage that I just cannot shake. Oh. And it says that as he was making this journey, which by the way, was a journey he did not want to make. He's mm. running from his brother at that yeah. point. He's left a comfortable home environment, a mother. He's the favorite son of his mother. He doesn't want to leave all that cushiness and comfort, but he has to. So yeah. he's in a season he doesn't prefer. And it says that he comes upon the stony patch of ground. So dry, barren mm. patch of ground. There are rocks everywhere. And then there's this little phrase that says, and he took one of the stones of that place and he used it for a pillow and went to sleep. Ooh. And it is while he was taking a hard thing and using it to be beneficial to him in the moment instead oh, of discounting goodness. everything and being mad that he's in the stony place yeah. he takes one of the stones uses it as a pillow and while he's resting in that season mm. that's when he gets a revel revelation and a vision of god that mm. changes the trajectory of his entire life oh well there that is folks okay go to genesis read that for yourself get that revelation for yourself that is amazing it was a revelation. To it was a revelation for you. And it's still a revelation right now, I bet. that, totally. And that's what God, God's word does. It just keeps following us through these seasons and bringing it back to us so that we can have strength for the seasons to come. Good Lord, yeah. I'll just tell you. Okay, listen, I was on the plane yesterday and I've been reading Deuteronomy, which has brought out so many emotions in me right now. Deuteronomy 8 specifically, like I am looking at Moses and I'm like, 
why he can't go, God? Why he can't go to the promised land? He did so much. I, I don't, it is really, and you know, oftentimes, obviously, the things that like really stir something up in us comes from something that has that's in our story, you know? And I'm like looking at Moses and I feel so bad. I was all teary-eyed on the plane. The guy next to me is like, ma'am, are you okay? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. And Moses ain't either, okay? But I'm just thinking about all of the people who have maybe sacrificed so much. I think about even my own mother who's who's gone through so much. And maybe her hard work wasn't for her, but it was for the legacy. It was maybe for my daughter. I, and I, I think I want to talk about that. I, I want to talk about the person who's maybe trying to find healing and wholeness for themselves. And and it's just, it, it doesn't feel like it's maybe for them. It's for the generations. I mean, you got your fam. I mean, y'all are doing a legacy event right now, the Kingdom Legacy event. And I just wonder what legacy means to God. And I wonder what it means to all of us who are genuinely, I mean, as parents, fighting for wholeness mm -hmm. for ourselves. But really, it's going to change the generation after us. What does God say about that? Absolutely. Well, all throughout the Old Testament and to the New, but particularly in the Old Testament, we see that the covenants that he made with his people were mm. always generationally impactful. Oh. They were designed for your children and your mm. children's children and your children's children's children. <laughs> all in them. Over and over again throughout the Old Testament, you see that that was Yahweh's whole mindset with the oh, covenant wow. he was making with these people, that there would be a ripple effect that would extend beyond your lifespan. Mm. And so it's this same mindset that as believers, those of us that are connected with God through Jesus Christ, it's that same mindset that we wow. take into every aspect of our life. Mm. Obviously, spiritually, that has implications with the legacy we leave behind spiritually. Yeah. But every part of our life is supposed to have that same sort of emphasis. Mm. So whatever economic structure that we're building through the businesses or the ministries yeah. that we um, have and that the Lord has given us the work of our hands and our minds mm. to be able to be productive financially, health-wise in our bodies. Our whole mindset about everything we're doing in life is that this is not just about me. What am I leaving behind? What traditions, what kind of culture am I building in my home and my yeah. family line? What financial blessing am I leaving behind? What seed am I sowing mm. that there's going to be a harvest that I may never see, but there's going to be a harvest popping up in my kids' lives yes. um, and grandkids and great grandkids' life that is going to make this worth it. Mm. And the truth is, if you don't have that mindset, yeah. there's very little that can keep you consistent over the long haul. If it's just about you, your uh -huh. consistency is going to run out. That's not enough emphasis. You have to be thinking about folks other than you. This means that women that and, and, and brothers that do not have children, this is not a biological emphasis. Uh -uh. This is an emphasis on the people that the Lord has entrusted to you in your life. There are young men and young women that are looking at you in your mm -hmm. church family, in the business that you have. There are people God has strategically connected to you. Wow. And all of us are still supposed to be thinking, how is my impact supposed to stay with mm -hmm. him and ripple to them and impact them long after oh, I'm Lord. disconnected from this particular endeavor or industry, or I'm no longer here and I'm in heaven. How can what I've left behind still reap a harvest in their life? You know, it almost feels like that's, that's a sign of, of the Holy Spirit in that it's our, that's totally. selflessness, right? Like I am not doing all this work for myself and for the people that are like, okay, what does that mean for me practically? Let me bring it down for you. I, I say this all the time for those of you that know my story. I, 
got out of an abusive situation, pursued healing because of my daughter. I almost, you're right, I, I didn't have enough confidence and consistency in myself to do it for me because I didn't call myself worthy, right? Like I got myself into this because I didn't think I was worthy of safety and good things and real love here on this earth. But when I looked my daughter in the eye, I was like, oh, oh. no, no, no. Like, I, yeah, we got that's the impetus for transformation. It was she was she was the catalyst for my transformation. And even now to this day, just two months ago, I'm like a proud mama right now. My daughter Dylan gave her life to Christ in on a mommy daughter oh, day in the car on. with me. I know. I know. At eight years old. And let me just tell you, you know, when I got saved, Priscilla, 21. OK, I'm fresh off the salvation bus. It took me a while. But that's a yeah. generational you know, cycle that I'm trying to break. But that's it is amazing. because of my pursuit of God, of not just to be a fan of God, but a follower of God to really be closely tethered to the spirit. That's why she got saved at eight. She's going to be able to tell all her little friends that she was eight years exactly. old, honey, and got her little ticket yeah, to heaven. And you know what? To even, you know, even to even bring it down to even a more simple daily mm. practice. I remember, and I, I so get this now because my, my oldest two sons are in college. I yeah. still have the youngest one here. He's 14. But I remember my mother mm. making dinner. This was one, my, my parents had about three or four things that they decided <laughs> we were going to do as a family. And they yes. consisted about it. One of them was sitting together at yeah. the dinner table. We it didn't eat. happen every night, yeah. but basically that was the theme of our family. We're going to mm. have dinner. We're going to sit around this table. No matter how <laughs> many moving down. parts we got, yeah. mom's making something for dinner. We're going to help. That's and we're going to sit down at this table and talk to each other as a family. Yeah. I remember my mother oftentimes sitting down at the table, mm. looking exhausted sometimes. Sometimes I remember she would be frustrated because we teenagers, so we oh. don't like the chicken. We don't want nobody <laughs> nasty, wants the mask. You know, <laughs> all the attitude problems that go with it. Yeah. And I remember seeing her kind of like, oh my gosh, I've done this mm. for my family. Half the time they're not grateful and don't want to sit at the table. Everybody's wow. moody, but she showed up anyway. Mm. Now I totally get how it feels <gasps> to choose to show up anyway. Oh my Consistently. Goodness over and over again because in the moment as frustrating as it can be to have three teenage boys trying to tell me what they don't like <laughs> about what it just took me an hour and a half to cook yes that i'm gonna show up anyway because this is yeah. actually not about me in this moment as frustrating yeah. as it might be for me mm. this is because my mama did it now i'm doing it with my sons yeah. and i'm hoping that i will do it enough consistently not mm. perfectly but consistently enough oh. that now this is something that when my sons are leading their families they want mm. their families to sit around the table and that they'll show up when they're frustrated and tired yeah. and don't want to do it either. So even on a micro practical level like yeah, that, that's good. there are things we show up for and it's really, we're just doing it mm. because we want to impact the people the Lord has entrusted to us and connected to our lives. Woo. That is good. It's so good I, because, and, and obviously it's so hard to see like the full picture on an interview, but like, I just can't imagine what that presence means now. You know, when your mother, rest her soul, like is no longer here, but there's still so many memories, I'm sure, around that totally. table, right? Like that Absolutely. you're bringing into not just your parenting, but as a wife, I'm sure, as a Bible teacher, I'm sure. I mean, the consistency of showing up, right? Like every single day or every single Sunday or for every conference, those tools come from showing up consistently at the dinner table. Right. Like they it, do. It connects to who we are all the time in every situation, in every relationship, in our jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I 
Yeah. Just and love that. I will tell you, cause you, you and I both said the same word consistency mm. that for me, that has taken the pressure off because it's mm. not about perfection. I'm Woo! not trying to be this image of something. Yeah. All I'm doing is choosing for my life, what the habits are that I want to build into the cadence of my wifing, my mothering, my ministry, my yeah. life as a woman, mentally, my body. I'm trying to decide what habits do I want to build in? Yeah. Then I'm just showing up consistently. Mm. I don't have to be perfect with it, just consistent. And I'm so grateful. Uh, speaking of legacy, I am so grateful to my parents for that yeah. because they would probably go back just like all of us and do things differently in different seasons of oh, their life. Yeah, the mistakes listen, they I, made, they would oh, have done yeah. it differently, all that. Yeah. But what they were was consistent. Was consistent. And so that for me has lifted the burden off of mm. trying to be perfect. All I got to do is just keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. Okay. What do you think the enemy to consistency is? What stops us? I think that I don't know how to encapsulate this into a clever saying, but I think that the enemy to consistencies oftentimes is that we have this big picture that we're trying to reach. Yeah. And if we don't get the instant gratification of the big picture goal, it's over. then we become defeated with the process of getting there. <gasps> and we just stop showing up in the little bite-sized ways. We're going to, we're going to clip this. Wow, bite-sized daily pieces are not a waste of time, even if it's taking a year or a season of life or 10, sometimes with our children, it's like 20 years before oh, you see Lord. any yeah, fruit right. from this investment you've been making in a uh -huh. certain area of their lives. So we have to decide that even if the big picture hasn't become visible to me yet, yeah. that I'm still going to keep showing up in the little ways, knowing that even the journey matters. Woo! And I can give you an illustration for this okay. as we're talking about like being whole body, mind, and spirit. Physically, um, with my health, I remember um, deciding that I wanted to jog. This was in my, like, I was like 30 years old before I became someone who would jog. And I'm talking about like three or four miles, but yeah. I had to work up to that. I wasn't a jogger. Yeah, like I was about just to say, jogging. that's a lot yes. for me, three or four. I remember, I said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I would walk, walk a block. Then I would be able to jog like half the block and then walk the rest, jog half a block and walk the rest. And I remember thinking, golly, this is going to take forever. And it yeah. did. It took like a month before I could jog the whole block. Mm. Then I was going around the block twice. Come on. And I remember thinking oftentimes, man, I'm trying to get to three miles. I can barely get around the block twice. Mm. But as I was taking the month, the month and a half, the two months to build up, there were so many health benefits. There were so, there were pounds that were lost. There mm. was energy that I felt things were happening in the process. Yeah. If I had given up on the process just because I hadn't reached the main goal, mm. there would have been so many little benefits that I would have lost along the way. Mm. The journey is worth it. Give yourself yeah. the opportunity, the grace to just do the little bit you can do today. Yeah. Do it consistently mm. and in due time, the goal, the big goal will show up. Come on. We have to put hope in delayed gratification. It's like, yes. let's make delayed gratification sexy again. Okay. Like, let's totally. just, right. Like, let's just make it because it's just better with time. It's, it, it really is just better. When I look back even now at the moments of healing, because he, the healing journey is not linear and it's extremely painful. Mm -hmm. I, I have this, this sense of like, I just know it's better with time. I know that the last five years and the work that it took to get to where I am now, 
sometimes I even I'm like, God, let this take a little longer. Like I, I let it take a little longer. Let it cook a little slower because I know there's something about being within something for a while that makes you familiar and confident and it just changes things. And I, as I go back, going back to Moses, I mean, we're talking about 40 years, which I mean, really could have been two years and then they, they got ratchet. OK, and 38 plus 38 years to get oh, to the yeah. promised land. But I look at it and I look at the fruit and the legacy that was built in the next generation to get into the promised land. And I'm just like, God was doing a refining work. And I'm not saying that God doesn't move quickly. I'm just saying I think some of his best work is done in the valleys of our stories. Right. Like in the valleys where we're waiting patiently, where we're meeting with him when it happens too quick for me, at least. There's a little bit of gratitude that goes out the window because I start feeling myself a little bit. When I get through a season kind of totally. quickly, when I reach something quickly, I don't know. I just start feeling myself. I'm like, oh, I could have did that. <laughs> but with my hands behind my back, I wonder if these quick fixes, these these quick accomplishments are hindering a generation to to be OK with the waiting. Right. Is it hurting us? Yes. Priscilla, help us. There is a work ethic that oh, is missing. There is a character that is missing. So you've got, you got spotlight because of social media. And yeah. obviously it's a great thing. It's a fun thing. It's beneficial. Yeah. But if someone builds a spotlight for themselves, a huge, they amass a huge following and this spotlight hits them mm. and they have no character because oh, there's goodness. been no process in which to build it. Good that Lord. spotlight will burn you to a crisp. <laughs> So now you, you're right. We have a generation of people, even in ministry yeah. that can build for themselves and amass for themselves yep. a following and a spotlight that they do not have the backbone and the fortification to withstand. And that right there is what's going to cause a whole lot of people to disintegrate under that spotlight that they don't have. They're not fortified for. Oh, let, okay. Well, let's just talk about it real quick because yeah, sure. I think listeners want to be more whole, but really... I'm like, Lord, I think it's the leaders that need to listen to this podcast, the the preachers and the pastors. And, right. I mean, do. we all need the realization that we can burn to a crisp. Like, mm -hmm. how do we combat that? Right. Like, I, I feel like much of our lives now, because we have access to so much, is about like almost like this. I, I feel like sometimes I'm playing this game of like, it's too much attention. It's too much. This It's too much mm -hmm. idolization. And I'm like blocking it a little bit. I wonder if you have any advice for the person that's like, I don't want to disintegrate. I'm not asking for the spotlight. It's coming to me and I'm trying yeah, to figure that, out how to pace in my myself. Case, so I get that. All right. Help us lead us. What do we do? How do we <laughs> play on the offense and not the defense? Uh, well, I do think that David's prayer is a great uh, mm. compass for us. That's good. He said, search me, O God, and know mm. me. Tell me if there's any way in me I'm not even seeing that's starting to get out of alignment that needs Ooh. to be recalibrated. So it is me that's constantly good. checking in and saying, Holy Spirit, yep. in what ways am I being led along by impulses, motivations, mm. interest in things that have nothing to do with your will or your plan or your desires for me? Would you cause me to have a ping in my spirit when Ooh. I'm accepting these invitations or pursuing these passions, mm. honestly, because I'm I, out of guilt or fear that I might miss an opportunity, just ping me when that's happening. Yeah. And then father, put people in my life that will be like a hedge of protection around me. Mm. Um, if someone's in ministry, a, a board that is yep. more concerned about the state of my soul than they are about the state of my ministry, uh -uh. that they're going to watch my integrity 
more than they're going to watch the bottom line of dollars that are coming in or going out. That's good. Help me father to be surrounded by people who are going to help me to stay in alignment with what your spirit has for me. It is going to be necessarily a proactive, intentional endeavor, Tony, Mm. for any of us in this culture where it's all about really being seen, the brand that people have, the marketing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when that becomes the impetus and the drive behind why we're Mm. doing what we're doing, then we've missed, at least in ministry, we've missed the whole goal. It's not to amass a following. Mm. Our goal is supposed to be, Lord, what is your desire for me in this ministry? What are you entrusting to me? Mm. And then help me not to become an owner of that. Help me to be a steward, steward. Of that so that I'm faithful with what you've given me. That's good. And then I can hand it back to you multiplied yeah. and worthy of the investment that you've entrusted to me. Priscilla, that spoke to my soul. That spoke to my soul. And I just, I, I think I just deeply want that for the church. I want it for the church. Yeah, I want it for ministry, too. but I want it for the marketplace too, because of, we're, totally. we're not separated here, right? Like we're all like hand in no. hand, arm in arm, trying to build the kingdom of God and make heaven full. And I just, I so desperately want us to do it in a, what you just said sounds healthy, right? Like for the listeners that's listening, it's like, this is what true health looks like when it comes to our relationship with God. It's, it's almost this like taking two steps forward and not looking back at what we've done, what we've been through, but looking back at, to be reminded that we have a North star and it, and it's the shape and the image and the voice of God. And it's okay to, to take a few steps forward and say, God, am I, am I on the right path here? I mean, my daughter does it all the time. Like she's a little natural born leader, goodness gracious. And she, I'm at the aquarium and I'm like, sis, you're walking. Okay. You are literally in a whole nother room. I cannot see you. And we have this rule now where I tell her, Hey, it, as long as you can look back and see me, you're okay. I know you want to lead. Mm-hmm. I want to give you that. And I think that's what God's telling us. I know you want to lead in your life, in your family, in your jobs, at school, even. But when you look back, am I still there? Like, can you still see me and how I'm leading you? Just, That's so great. And Tony, yes. think about how much freedom that gives your daughter. Yes. Go, go enjoy yourself. Make sure that you're checking in to make sure you can see me. And if at any point, because as a parent, I'm watching you and yeah. I love you and I'm caring for you, yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah. You will hear a voice behind you if you're off track saying, this is the way, walk in it. You've gone to the left, you've gone to the right. Trust me that when I need to give you counsel so that you can recalibrate, yep. you're gonna hear my voice helping you to recalibrate. But until then, and as long as you're checking in to make sure that you have your um, me in your eyesight, enjoy your freedom. Enjoy what it is that I have given you access to. And and I love what you brought up, Tony, that that is for all of us, not just the people who are in vocational ministry, but even especially for the people who are ministers in the marketplace, which every believer is. There is no separation for the believer between sacred and this is the sacred part of my life and this is the secular part of my Mm. life. Nope. If you're an actor, you're an actor to the glory of God. If you're a filmmaker, a social activist, if you're a sanitation worker, a teacher, an accountant, an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you're doing, Mm. you are still checking in. Father, how can I use this for your glory? Father, how can I make sure that I'm in the path that you have for me so that everything you've entrusted to me, every talent, every passion, every industry, Mm. um, every opportunity that you've given me, I can use that to turn attention to you and to glorify and exalt your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want you to lean into this. Have you ever asked questions like, why am I going through this? 
What if this never gets better? Does God really care about me? Well, listen, when life falls apart, it's real easy to feel alone and slip into despair, disillusioned with God, hopeless about the future and doubting your faith. Listen, I want to tell you about a resource because y'all know how I am. I believe that God is our ultimate source, but we got to tap into resources to help us get through this crazy, broken, imperfect world and life that we live. I want to encourage you to check out this new seven session study called Desperate for Hope, Questions We Ask God in Suffering, Loss, and Longing. It's written by my girl, Vanitha Reisner. Vanitha tackles the hard questions and offers a scriptural framework to help you find hope in your pain. And y'all know, I feel like there's hope in pain. Trust me when I say she will be a gracious guide through this difficult topic, walking with you as you meet women in the Bible who suffered loss and sharing her own experience of longing and grief. In the end, after you finish all of the sessions, you'll find that the answers to your deepest questions can be found in the character, the goodness, and the sovereignty of God. To learn more about this seven-session Bible study, visit lifeway.com slash desperate for hope. Oh, snap, y'all. I have such an exciting company to tell y'all about. It's called Go Rings and they do permanent jewelry, y'all. And I've even got like two permanent bracelets that I got from them already. Like I'm obsessed, okay? It's an everyday jewelry brand that gives forward to support missions and ministries. Their jewelry is long lasting. It's waterproof. It's tarnish free, hyperallergenic. It won't be turning your wrist green out here. Plus it's ethically made and real affordable too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to GoRings.com and use my code Tony, T-O-N-I, to buy two items. And guess what? Oh, this is going to get real good. You get one free. That's right. Buy two items, get one free. On the website, you can also learn more about GoRings' partnership program. If you've got a mission or a cause that you're really passionate about, GoRings would love to partner with you. And they even offer one-month partnerships for people fundraising to go and do what God has called them to do. That could be a mission trip or an adoption, an unpaid internship or just to support like your favorite ministry. Go Rings partners drive sales for that one month and earn 30% of everything sold with their code. So grab yourself some jewelry. You'll never want to take off. I promise you go to GoRings.com. I know you'll love it. I just got teary eyed. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see that my mascara is dripping. If you're listening in, you hear me. I got teary eyed because the person that I think about in these moments is the person that says, but I can't hear him. Like, where is he at? Yeah. I keep looking back, but I don't feel him. I don't hear him. I get women all the time. When we talk about pain and healing and all the things are just like, I just, the pain is too loud. Priscilla, yeah. last question. What what would you say to the person that says, I, I desperately want to be tethered to him, but the pain has consumed me. I've been looking back. Mm-hmm. I can't hear him. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's saying to me. What would you say to them? Um, two things come to mind. First thing is to know that we have a great high priest that sympathizes with us. Mm. So the way you're feeling right now, yeah. that sadness, that isolation, mm-hmm. um, that that fragility that you're feeling, he's actually in that with you, sympathizing in it with you. Yeah. That is not making you more distant from him just because you feel distant. Mm-hmm. No, he actually has joined you in that. And that it is one of the schemes of the enemy to make us feel like there is a gap between us and God. 
because yeah. of our humanness. Mm -hmm. Like he knows we're frail. He knows we doubt. He knows that sometimes our hearts are hardened because of yeah. pain or our past, or they're overly sensitized mm -hmm. because of things that we've been through. He's all up in that with you. Yeah. So, um, just know that this part of your journey, it's okay. Like he's not mad at you because that's where you are right now. And that's what you feel. It's okay. He's got you right where you are. I would encourage you even while you're there though, to know that when you can't feel that tenderness of his spirit convicting, maybe you don't feel like he's close and near. And mm. um, I, I've been through many seasons of my life particularly like when my mother passed away, we had lost eight family members in, a, in the span oh. of two years. It was crazy. There was such a distance between me and God only in the sense that I just didn't feel like because of the grief, the sadness that I could hear him. Yeah. I didn't feel the sensitivity that I, I like to feel that I'm used to feel with yeah. the conviction of his spirit. Yeah. But I tried to discipline myself to still mm. go to his word. Meaning if you're just reading a Psalm a day mm. and saying, Lord, I feel disconnected, yeah. but I know you speak through your word. So I'm going to just read Psalm chapter one today. Mm. If there's anything you want to impress upon my heart that you want to remind me of about your presence, mm. that you want to tell me to whisper to me, to give me a little bit of guidance and encouragement today, as I read this chapter, yeah. would you highlight for me any words, any phrases that just mm. need to be something I grab hold of? even when I feel like I can't really hear and I'm not as tenderized as I usually am. Ooh. God speaks through his word. Okay. Trust, trust that he will not leave you abandoned and forsaken in this Amen. season. He will use his word in any way you, you grab hold of it. Cause by the way, <laughs> I listened to a podcast for a year. It was reading the Bible through in a year. Truth oh yeah. Table. I'm doing it now. Yeah. I, yeah. I just let them read the Bible to me every day throughout the year. Some days I'd miss a day. And so then I'd do two, two uh -huh. uh, podcast episodes the next day. Yeah. The only way I could absorb his word was just by listening to, to it through a podcast. Mm. And what I knew was that God would meet me where I was. And I had to trust him with that. The second does. thing I want to say though, to mm. someone who's feeling that way is such a good question, Tony, because yeah. it's so real. People yeah. are in like real pain, like yeah. you suggested, yeah. abusive situations or where they really don't know how they're going yeah. to get out of a financial hole or, mm -hmm. you know, real life stuff. Yeah. Um, you have got to have community around yep. you to That's encourage it. you. There is literally no way yep. to go through life with any sense of emotional equilibrium and That's mental it. stability when you don't have some folks around you oh, yeah. that are encouraging you and buoying you up. Woo. When you honestly can't even find the words to say, sometimes you need a friend that loves you enough. She's going to text you the words to pray. And yeah. you can literally just read it right off. Your just right off the page. And say, Lord, my mind can't even come up with what to pray right now. I can't now. come so up. I'm going to read this right here because my yes. friend loves me enough to send it to me. Yes. So you got sisters in. You uh, got to be connected to the body of Christ through yep. your local church and have community there that can help to support you when all of us go through these seasons. And there we go, fam. Okay. There you go. Priscilla, that was it. That's it. I'm so grateful. These, this is such a great conversation. I'm so Woo! glad you're having it, Tony. It's good. I One of the things I've been saying is go deep or go home, man. What are we going to do, man? We're just, we've got too much pain. There's too much darkness warring out there. We're just gonna gonna yeah. going to get in the fire. We're going to get in the fire and say the hard things. Okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to end this episode, but I would love for you um, to just say a quick word of prayer for those that just listen to this and whatever God's absolutely. stirring up in them. Yep. Yes, absolutely. 
Oh, Father, I thank you um, for this privilege that we have to talk to you and to know that you're hearing us right now. The God of the universe hears me when I pray. I can't get over it. And I'm so grateful, Father. Lord, I ask that as we conform ourselves to your will and surrender to you, that you would come to us in tangible, clear ways where we would know you are present with us. Mm. To every sister or brother under the sound of our voices today that maybe do feel a little overwhelmed and they're struggling in a certain season of their life, I pray that your grace would abound to them. I ask that your favor would be upon them. I pray that you would give them a peace that literally passes their understanding, that they would Mm. not understand why they're so peaceful, why they're so anchored. I pray that you would give them something deep down in their soul soul that tethers them father so that they are emotionally stable and secure i thank you for the body of christ that right now you are assigning to them to come alongside of them to walk with them to support them and to be your hands and feet literally the body of Christ surrounding each other. Lord, I pray against every scheme of the enemy to discourage, to dissuade, to distract any of us from being on mission to what it is that you've called us to do in this season of of our lives. Lord, I pray for Tony and I pray for this podcast. I pray for every word that is spoken over every episode of season three, that it would be like an arrow burrowing into the souls of every single listener and that our lives would be changed and transformed as you use this ministry for your glory. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I've just cried so many times. I don't even know if I'm okay. I'm so grateful. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced by me, Tony Collier, and edited by Lindsay Barnett. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, of A Greater Story Ministries and Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and the beautiful things that you see marketing the podcast is by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy, and I'm I'm your host, Tony, and I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.